BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan, and tonight we're buttering those phone lines out to my favorite band, in Buffalo, New York, and out of that band, I have with me Fuzzy and Butch of Fuzzy and the Rust Belts. So, guys, how are y'all doing? What's going on, buddy? We're doing great. Up Hey, man. So, guys, I uh, I took the day off. I'm probably gonna take tomorrow off too. I'm I'm a little under the weather. It's not like COVID, but uh, I'm a little sick. It's like a cold, but yeah, uh, man. it's it's nothing that a little wild turkey can't fix. <laughs> little wild turkey. I think Butch would have to uh, debate you there on uh, what's your, what's your your go to. Uh, I'm an old granddad kind of guy. Oh yeah, it'll cure anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, back in the day, I don't know. I don't know if it can still be bought. I haven't seen it around here in some time. Uh, do y'all remember Everclear? Yeah, I do remember Everclear. Yeah, it was like uh, just a step underneath, like moonshine. Yeah, I never, I never drank it. I, I don't think I was brave enough. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't think anybody should. We done it one time, <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I, I just drank a little bit of it, and I was like, that's, that's a bit much. And yeah. my buddy, he, he killed the bottle, and dude, he smelled like corn for like two days. Like it was, it al- alcohol and corn was just sweating out of his pores for two days. <laughs> I can relate to that. I remember my brother used to come home. He he smelled like the mixture of ferret and uh, uh, what was he drinking? I think he was drinking Sky Vodka at the time. It just was nasty, man. And then he had an accident in the bed. <laughs> I don't think we're supposed to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> So guys, uh, uh, just just how are you doing? How is uh, how's Buffalo right now? Buffalo's good, man. Um, the Bills are winning. Um, of course, we have rehearsal tonight, so everybody was kind of mad at me because the Bills were playing tonight. So um, 
but yeah, man, Buffalo Buffalo has been doing well. We've been uh, getting through it. You know, the live music scene starting to slowly pick up, but uh, you know, it's been okay. We've been uh, just doing our thing, getting ready for uh, 2021. Yeah, man. And uh, we're going to talk about it here in just a second, but I want to spend a little time with Butch. Um, Butch, if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about uh, your background in music and just getting into Fuzzy and the Rust Belts. Oh, well, it actually all started, I think, when I was 12 or 13 at Fuzzy's house. Um, I picked up an acoustic, and before I knew it, he showed me four chords to... uh, Pearl Jam, My Last Kiss, and then from there I just went nuts with the guitar. You know, I went back a week later and we were strumming the song together, and then I learned like what a power chord was, and then I uh, bought an electric guitar, and then my older brother was really into like '80s hair metal, so that immediately took me down like a metal path, and I was obsessed with Metallica. And then when I got into high school, got into more you know, heavier stuff, and then, I don't know, when I was younger, I thought the more gain and faster you can play was, you know, the better major at guitar, I just wasn't experienced, you know, so, um, that was majority of my playing, and then I started getting into more, like, slower rock, and, um, yeah, two years ago, he sent me a text message saying, hey, um, we need a guitar player, and he sent me some audio tracks, and I was like, yeah, this is, I've been getting into this kind of music, and before I knew it, I went and bought a clean Fender amp instead of a high-gain, like, Mesa or 5150, and started getting with a Telecaster, which I hated my whole life, and now they're my favorite <laughs> guitar, and I just, I love it, I can't get enough of, a, like, a clean, overdriven twang out of a guitar amp, and it just you really start to appreciate guitar players that are fast and clean with not, you know, hiding behind all the gain on an amp. Sure. Um, so it's definitely more challenging to play, but yeah, it's just, it's been a wild ride since I first picked up a stringed instrument and where we are today. So, yeah, dude, I, uh, I like everything you just said. Cause I remember growing up, uh, it was Pearl Jam, Nirvana, um, even System of a Down, and yep. you know when I graduated high school, I bought me a, a Gibson SG, and it seemed like the older I got, it was just too much for me. And now I have a Telecaster, yep. <laughs> and and that is all I that's it's all it's all I need it's all I want. Uh, well, Butch has been. Um... Oh yes, slowly driving his wife crazy with his guitar purchases. <laughs> yeah, three came in within one week. Whoa! And, yeah, well, so she bought an exercise bike, so I figured this was the perfect opportunity to let that unfold. And you know, we're still allowed to rehearse here at the house, and we're you know, so. But yeah, Telecasters, it's a hell of a guitar man i i love it and it's funny too because like people think it's like a you know clean jim dandy kind of playing monster and like a good friend of mine we're really into like different fuzz pedals and stuff and it's incredible how raunchy and um fuzzed out a telecaster can get through like a clean fender amp with like a silicone or germanium fuzz pedal 
mm-hmm. you get these mammoth tones because of the the low impedance pickup and how it interacts with the circuitry and so I don't play you know rad or Cinderella like 80s stuff on a telly but I got my Kramers and Jacksons for that but with Fuzzy and the Rust Belts give me a telly and we'll play for you and so just to pick it up right there with Fuzzy and the Rust Belts uh, just a little bit uh, more about your history is we're talking we're talking Americana and we're just coming off of a phenomenal album, That Sweet Song, and y'all just released a single. And to me, uh, that might be y'all's best work yet. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. It's it's, it's good to hear, man, because um, it's when we originally um, got together to do that sweet song, it you know, we weren't a band for a long time. You know, we kind of just got together and put that album together. So over the past two years, we've gotten to know each other and learn each other's quirks and, you know, we're able to lean on one another too. So, um, you know, coming in and writing this batch of singles that we're releasing this fall, um, yeah, I think you're going to see more of the band, uh, um, as a unit in this and uh, it's really been it's been fun and uh, let's go for a ride uh, was the first yeah. first of uh, three yeah and uh man uh that is uh i think that's the compliment and that is the driving force for let's go for a ride and i think you and i fuzzy talked about this off the record was uh, just what you said is like the formulation of a band and beginning to behave and play like a band other than, hey, uh, come help me play my songs. Um, Let's Go For A Ride was, dude, that was near perfection, man. That that was That's a beautiful piece, man. Great job, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine the other night. He uh, he was listening to it, and he goes, uh, you know, he was comparing, you know, his favorite song, that sweet song, and he was comparing it to that one. And he said, man, he goes, the difference between the two, he goes, where that sweet song is, you, you hear it, and it's like an old friend. You, you, you kind of know what to expect, and... Um, and, and and you love that, you know, it's that familiarity, it's comfortable, it's like an old, you know, old sweatshirt. He goes, with this one, it was like a bottle of wine. You had to uncork it and just let it breathe a little bit. And as you began sipping, it got better and better and better. <laughs> yeah, and, I, I got... uh, so that's, a, that's an interesting analogy. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I can't disagree with that at all. Because uh, when you first sent it over to me, you know, what a night or two before you released it, and I listened to it that night, and then I immediately listened to it again, and I stayed up way too late listening to it on repeat, and and then I, I, I took it to work the next day, and I was listening to it on the way up, and then on the way home, and I was like, yeah, I, I think I totally agree with that, is it, that sweet song, the, the album as a whole. It, it is that that old sweatshirt, but this this right here is like man, this is uh, can't wait for the sophomore man, can't wait for more. 
Yeah, man, we're uh, we're looking forward to that too. We've been uh, we've been talking about that, Butch and I, um, and and the rest of the band too. But uh, sometimes after rehearsals, Butch and I will sit and we'll solve all the world's problems for a beer or two. And uh, you know, we talk about you know that sophomore album, and we've got some songs that we've been working on um, that we're looking for to really. Uh, diving into here over the next year and yeah. uh, getting into that. Yeah, so uh, I wanted to get a little bit goofy with uh, with both of y'all for a second. Is uh, This is put on Let's by my... On. Let's get goofy. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> this is uh, a question uh, from my buddy James. It's going to be a, a question for probably every porch talk episode for some time now it can be something that you said or it can be something that um you were sharing the stage with what is something that someone said as banter such as well you can't say that we don't live our songs what is what is the absolute worst thing you've ever heard come off a stage Is <laughs> no, you tell him. Was it was Rod, Rodney Atkins that story? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want me to tell it? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and I'm gonna just kind of take this one in shame because no one's ever letting this live down. So, <laughs> so here we are. Um, it was maybe a month after our album release and we were playing a show at the UB Center for the Arts which is a really awesome stage here in Buffalo and it was a in the round and we we played in front of the curtain and then the show started and it was Maddie and Tay Mitchell Tenpenny and Rodney Atkins Okay. and so, so we were opening the show for these three and uh, so we're backstage while they're playing, and we had been having a cu- couple, two, three Pepsis or two. And uh, sure. <laughs> so um, we noticed um, the tour manager for Rodney Atkins was hanging out over there. And so they're egging me on to, you know, like uh, just go over and, and talk to him, start chatting him up. So. So anyway, I start chatting them up, and then uh, Butch and Nuke come on over, and we're talking and and uh, doing our thing. And so Butch walks away for a minute to go grab a beer, and when he comes back, <laughs> he walks up to this tour manager, and he says, oh, it smells like updog over here. <laughs> and he looks over at him, and he goes, What's up, dog? And Butch goes, "Oh, not much, man. What's up with you?" <laughs> the <laughs> office. At him. Yeah, deadpan face. He looks at him and it just kind of shakes his head and said, "That was horrible, man." <laughs> I thought you were gonna tell the more embarrassing side of that night. <laughs> oh, what's the other one? There was more. Alan, do you know a little bit about Rodney Atkins' music? Or yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. Um, <laughs> so. I'm like starstruck, kind of, you know, and yeah, it didn't help that we, 
all I had was liquid lunch pretty much the whole day. And um, so we're backstage, we're meeting Mitchell Tenpenny and stuff and congratulating him on his performance. And we make our way over to Ronnie Atkins. And I th- I got a picture with him. I asked him to sign my the event poster. And then uh, it was just this awkward moment of silence. And the dumbest thing that came out of my mouth was, yeah, that song, uh, you know, My Boy or whatever. And or is that Buckaroo song you wrote? He's like, yeah. And I was like, is that about your boy? <laughs> and he looked at me stone cold, dead in the face, and was just like, yeah. <laughs> okay. And, um, yeah, don't want to let me live it down, no. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty good. That, I don't know. And that, Allison Krauss, her her security guard almost tackled me backstage when I flagged her down. I'm like, Allison, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, man, it, we've yeah, we've had a few of those little things. I think the, the worst thing I've ever had to do, which I've only done it once, is completely forgot a song and just stopped. And I was like, you know what? I'm not even gonna try. We went right into the next song. Um, yeah. But you know, those are those those are the embarrassing things that aren't even funny. <laughs> but uh, I laughed. Yeah, he did laugh at me. But yeah, man, those are comfortable. All right. So um, just, I mean, yeah, we got our football right now. We got the Buffalo Bills and. Um, I got my Atlanta Braves and my Dodgers duking it off right now. There but, you go. Uh, doing? Yeah, it looks like the Braves are gonna whoop them, but uh, <laughs> they're up. They're up like uh, six nil right now. But uh, nice. guys, uh, tell me a little bit about just what you've learned over 2020, because it's it's been the most different thing. Just uh, you know whether. It, you know, it'd be uh, a songwriting approach or just family and friends means a whole lot more or it made you think just about your fellow man. Like, what are some takeaways from this year so far? Yeah, so it's, um, I remember when it all kind of first, like, took effect, you started seeing everything on the news and, you know, you're just like, what kind of campaign bullshit is this? Yeah. You know, no one knew anything really about it and, even the medical field, I feel like, really didn't have a clear understanding. But my wife's in healthcare, and she knew immediately that, it, you know, there is a thing, COVID, like it's been around for a long time. And, and then the more, you know, things got serious, and we couldn't come at a worse time because we were, we just got married right before COVID hit. And then um, we were looking for homes to buy and we ended up finding our dream home thankfully here in new york and um you know we got nervous with covid coming on that it it wasn't we weren't gonna be able to close and it was just gonna be in limbo for god knows how long and um what drove me to stay sane was just i was still able to work um coming home every day and like my wife and i just going through the moving experience just the two of us and really kind of um, having that bond to move into our home, to get stuff together. And, you know, you kind of closed out what was going on in the world. Um, 
so for us it was like a, a good way to deal with it you know just to cope with a lot of people dealing with mental stress from what's going on and um having the band there as long with that you know that that just kept us chugging along too but yeah sure i, I think the biggest thing was just you know her and i figuring out who we are together now as a married couple and establishing a home and been working through our first you know big pandemic like this together and being there for one another and it's kind of nice you know she lets me go out on tuesday nights for two hours to go hang with the gang and we can play our music and but yeah it's just it's crazy how everything turned you know you walk around and see everybody with masks on and you know you only thought you see that stuff on tv and you know here it is in your own backyard yeah but um no i mean we're just taking one day at a time and i'm glad that we're still able to rehearse and you know just to still be working and affording stuff right now like a horrible guitar addiction (laughs) and um yeah just like i said taking it day by day but you know there's nothing else we can really do but watch the bills play with no one in the stand and rehearse on tuesdays so yeah man cool uh yeah i uh i like that uh you know, it, it seemed like the worst possible timing for you, I guess. But then in the midst of that, y'all kind of learn what marriage was about and about relying on one another real quick. Mm-hmm. What yeah, a- and, you know, it was that was also, too, for, um, for a lot of us in the group, um, just having to totally, you know, do a, a 180 and about face sort of sort of thing where you know we we're all living you know a certain lifestyle and all of a sudden everything just changed you know um like millions of other people and we had to just adapt quickly and uh you know so you know a few of us got kids and stuff like that too and you know yeah. with how the schools closed down and then came back you know with the virtual stuff and how we gonna <laughs> tackle that and it was it was crazy, man. And all of a sudden, all that free time that, you know, you had to dedicate to music or writing. Yeah. Thankfully, you know, you know, we had everything booked for the entire year. And, um, you know, thankfully, everything got canceled because how, I, you know, me personally would have managed, you know, playing out and, you know, you know, um, and then managing you know, my household with the kids and stuff like that, being home, it, it would have been really, really hard. So, um, as much as it sucked not to play a lot this year, um, there were a lot of benefits as well, as far as like us being able to be there for our families. Yeah. Yeah. I think in my own experience, that was the, uh, the biggest blessing was, um, just rekindling, those family and friend relationships and it seems like those phone lines burn a little bit longer and those moments on the porch just mean a little bit more yeah you're right yep and uh i mean go ahead i'm sorry no go go ahead i I was gonna say just uh just about y'all's process while i have both of y'all on is uh Tell us a little bit about Fuzzy and the Rust Belt between the two of y'all when it comes to uh, working out these song ideas and bringing it together. 
you know, it's been um, it's been pretty pretty cool this past year with getting songwriting uh, back up and running. Now is more of a a collaborative in a way. Um, one of the things is not many people know Butch and I were cousins, and uh, so um, it means a lot to me to be playing with family. And yeah. so, um, you know, it's cool when he and I now over the past, we haven't in, in a month or two, but over the summer we had been getting together and um, going through different song ideas and saying what we like and what we think we could we should work on and um, then recording them to like a garage band kind of thing. I'd send that over to him so that he could loop it and get his guitar parts and start thinking of ideas. Because a lot of the time I'll come in with a pretty good structure of the song with lyrics and melody. And that's when, at that time, Joe and I will get together and we'll, uh, we'll go back and forth then with, you know, getting his parts in and, you know, maybe tweaking some of the stuff that I'm doing. So it's really kind of a three-step process where it's like, you know, no matter who's writing, um, but if I, I'm, I'm writing a song, I'll get, you know, a good structure for the bass. He and I will get together. We'll get a good idea of where he wants to go uh, guitar-wise. And then it's easier than to bring it to the band as a whole because he and I are gelled in. Then we can lock in the rhythm with the bass and the drums. And then as we rehearse it more, we tailor it and, and, uh, and kind of polish it up. Yeah. Sure. So, but uh, yeah, that's part. That's the process right now. As far as that's going, that's kind of the process we we used with. Uh, let's go for a ride in a way, and um, so we've been working on a few others now. Yeah. Recording. Yeah, man. So, um, I, I and I guess just a little bit about where y'all are now is you say that. Uh, there's going to be two more singles releasing this this year. Yeah, so we're going to be releasing uh, another single in, in November, the first Friday of November, and the first Friday of December. Nice. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be cool. So we're gonna we'll release those, get them out, and uh, take a break in January, and uh, we're hoping to get a few music videos out then, starting in February. And uh, kind of take multiple bites of the apple in a way. Yeah. Where, uh, you know, we release the singles in the fall, and then coming back in February, we'll release over a ride. In this case, uh, it'll be different songs we'll release in February, different one in March, and a different one in April. Yeah. Cool, man. Uh, well, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, um, the latest single that was uh, really good timing. Uh, I didn't anticipate that email. You know, I, 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 I follow you on social media and I see what y'all have going on as much as you share. But when I got that email, and I, I got that, and I was like, now I'm just over here hungry. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we we're kind of hoping to do. You know, is um, you know we wanted we were hopeful to put out an album. Um, in the spring of 2021 
Um, but with the way COVID uh, happened and stuff, it kind of stalled a lot of our plans. But uh, we're we're fortunate we had some songs that kind of uh, were written uh, shortly after that sweet song. And uh, so we were able to um, get those together. And then this new one, Let's Go For A Ride, which is fairly new. Um, that was written back in uh, the beginning of the summer. So, um, yeah, we've been, it's, it's exciting now because, you know, Let's Go For A Ride is kind of... Um, an evolution of, of Fuzzy and the West Belts in a way. Yeah, for um, sure. You know, so it's pretty cool to just kind of see the growth. Well, just to uh, to hand it back off to Butch for a second, as far as, uh, um, you know, you mentioned coming up in the guitar and, like, working your way over to a Telecaster. Um, did you find it hard at first to come up with uh, melodies and lead rides for this style of music and how did all that happen for you um johnny highland kind of took me under his wing on a youtube channel and uh it went from like just a lot of diminished and drop d tunings and weird metal stuff to trying to figure out you know how to implement blue scales into the country aspect of it Old, that's still mixed with our Americana genre. Yeah. Um, I'm, I honestly don't know. I just kind of, I'm grateful that I adapted the way I did to it. Um, I was hungry for it, that's for sure. So that kind of drove me to learn more licks and stuff. Um, learning little bits of other pieces here and there, but um, some of the songs, there's definitely like, uh, what the heck was the cover we did? Uh, they had the crazy 80s solo that took us through all the generations in time uh, we don't do it anymore but um when we when we needed uh we were doing um uh medicine show we did wagon wheel and uh butch threw in like a uh uh this massive guitar solo it was like <laughs> pretty much yeah it took you through all the genres of rock and roll starting back from the 60s all the way to now it was it was something special, that's for sure. It made that song that much cooler. Does does that exist on the internet? Um, I there, I don't know if there's a live show. No, I don't think so. It was just interesting. I remember playing. Um, we played at Babeville at Buffalo, and I remember the sound guy was giving us crap. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, not that song," and I was like, "Yeah, but you haven't heard me play it." and <laughs> he's like what are you gonna do and i was like well we're gonna start with some chicken picking then we're gonna go to some van halen god rest his soul uh little finger tapping there's some sweep arpeggios to just running through all these different licks and it was just this huge solo and i remember like looking at him right when i came out of the solo and the look on his face was priceless <laughs> told you it was pretty much like ordering the tour of italy at olive garden you got a little bit of everything. <laughs> that's that's cool, yeah, because, I mean, that is, uh, you know, especially for people like a sound guy, you know, in the music scene is like, that is just a worn out song, right? It's a oh, song totally. it, It's a song that everyone knows and everyone will sing along to, but uh, it seemed like after uh, Darius Rucker or Hootie, 
however you identify him. After he done it, we were like, enough. It was a Bob Dylan song, and then the Old Crow Medicine Show done it. We're over it, okay? Yeah, but you didn't know the joy when we found out at rehearsal that we were going to be covering it. It was just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's where it came. I remember sitting down, and I was like, I think I recorded just a dry guitar part. I didn't even have an electric plugged into an amp. And I sent it to him at like 10 or 11 o'clock at night. My guess he was laying there in bed. And then he looks at this video, you know, and it's like, okay, he just put a spin on this song. So yeah. maybe we'll give it a shot. Cool, man. Well, I yeah. need I need some footage of this. Yeah, we don't have any. That's, uh, it, it's funny because we, we meant to, so we hired a videographer for our album release show back in 2019 uh-huh. and um, anyway um, the sound got messed up and so there wasn't any sound on the video so oh no we kind of yeah so it, it didn't uh, it didn't work out for us so we were disappointed because it was a it would have been a really good show to have for all sorts of stuff on YouTube Alan I, I'll tell you what um, I've been contemplating when we first did that i thought it'd be like cool to put on our social media page just like a snippet of like a guitar solo playing along to it and um it's gonna take me a little bit to remember because i haven't played it in a while but um i wouldn't be you know against the idea of trying to relearn that and just record that snippet of it and put it on our page just so anyone that's interested you know can listen to it so yeah if nothing else just send it to me and i'll enjoy it privately you better have a glass of wild turkey. Uh, you you can count on that, buddy. So, uh, right. I mean, that, that's the thing, right? Is like me and Monk, we do this untapped in vinyl. You know, uh, Fuzzy, by the way, I've been trying to find that pumpkin beer. Uh, oh, yeah, with the nitro? That might be something, if we're going to do on the show, you might have to mail it. I cannot find it down here. We've been looking. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. No, it's not. No, it is. Did you try the nitro? <laughs> Yeah, it tastes just like nitrous oxide at the dentist office. Uh, well, there goes our sponsorship from uh, Southern Tier. So, <laughs> well, I'm working on Sam Adams Jacko Lantern for our sponsorship. All right, cool. Sounds good. I'm just trying to get somebody to make a porch talk beer. That would be nice. You should tell Druid City. Yeah, uh, definitely. That's. Uh, We've been working because Monk is uh he's he's taking uh the pandemic and everything very seriously. And so doing an untapped in vinyl, um the first one that we'd done since everything broke out, uh we did it at the Columbus Art Council where he works in this big room. Yeah. And we we done another one at his apartment like we usually would do. And uh, he was a little uncomfortable with that, just close quarters, even though it's just the two of us. Sure. Uh, he, t- he takes care of his mother, and uh, he was like, it's not so much me. He was like, it, what if I was to give it to her? Which I believe sure. is most people's yeah. attitude toward it. Yep. And uh, the, now we're thinking is like, now uh, the other place I work at, Monston Brothers, we have a beer garden now. And he oh, was like, cool. why don't we, uh, before it gets too cold, we'll do a live audience. We'll set everything up outside. 
and we'll just sample things right out of Munson and Brothers, and then we'll have you know this live audience if there's anything that they want to ask while we're going through our spill, uh, we can have a live audience. On top of like what you asked us, on top of what you asked us to do, right? Is like, uh, why don't you review this album? You know that Jason Isbell album that you and I ended up reviewing, right? But uh, yeah, totally, man. Is uh, dude, I'm I'm a blessed dude. Uh, Porch Talk has done uh, way more and beyond what I ever anticipated. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, I know, man. It's it's. I think we mentioned before. It's kind of cool just seeing the growth um, with Porch Talk as well as Fuzzy and the Rust Belts. Because when we met, we were kind of getting both things going. I mean, yeah, it was through a, it was through NPR. Yeah. And we both yep. done it for the same reason. Yep. I wouldn't have entered if Jason Isbell wasn't a judge, and I don't think he would have either. No, I wouldn't have. Not at all. That's exactly right. But yeah, man. But uh, that untapped and vinyl that you guys do, um, I, I I love it when you guys bring those out. Those are a lot of fun, and uh, the two of you bounce off each other really good. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun listening to you guys, and uh, you I, know, hearing about uh, the pumpkin, uh, the pumpkin king over there, monk. Yeah. He, he loves his pumpkin beers. Yeah, he does, man. <laughs> Cause uh, that like the next day he texts me about that and he's like, do you know where we can get that? And I was like, I've been looking around, I haven't seen it yet. I'm gonna keep looking. Okay. Yeah, the pumpkin nitro. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know where he? Yeah, Alan, you gotta come to Buffalo and go to the Southern Tier to get it. Uh, fair enough. Uh, let me book a flight. Once COVID's done. Yeah, and he quarantines for 14 days. Yeah, but just get 14 days worth of beer and you'll be fine. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, that's what we'll do. <laughs> well, guys, um, anything else to do? Uh, anything else that we've left off that y'all want to talk about before we uh, part ways? Yeah, um, we're going to be doing a, uh, a live virtual concert. Um, in November, on November 18th, it's going to be a Wednesday night, uh-huh. um, at Babeville's Ashbury Hall in Buffalo. It's a really cool old church that's been converted into a, uh, a concert venue. And, um, it, Babeville is, is kind of like one of our favorite places. Um, that's where we had our first show as a band, um, down, they've got two venues. They've got a small intimate club, um, called the ninth ward and then upstairs they've got uh ashbury hall which is about a i think it's like a 1200 1500 person menu wow um but they got this huge stage so um we uh we were talking with them and uh we're gonna end up putting a show on that huge stage in ashbury hall to a crowd of no one but um to a crowd of you know many many listeners out there in, in Facebook land so yeah. um, we're excited to do that so we've been rehearsing now our set that's gonna we're gonna play for a solid hour and uh, just rock it out so we're really excited to uh, do that and then we're gonna be able to have the video from it and be able to push it out for 
um, future things on YouTube and such. Yeah, man. Uh, great. Yeah, keep me up to date on that. I'll definitely yeah. uh, share it on everything that I have when that comes to be. Yeah, man. Uh, so, uh, Butch, anything else you want to add or subtract? Yeah. What are you wearing right now? Yeah, okay, so... Uh, <laughs> That's what I was supposed to ask. This is... Uh, Mandy told him to ask him. She's going to kill us. This is... Uh, <laughs> This is Alan from State Forum, and I've, I'm just wearing khakis. <laughs> well played. At 3 a.m.? Yes. <laughs> well, Alan from State Forum. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. And have you met my cousin Butch? <laughs> I, I have not, but I can't wait to. <laughs> well, I want to get that video no, I, I'm just kind of with the fire and am I behind the... You should yeah. get that rock and solo out. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, even if you just personally sent it to me, um, the only request I have is that you wear khakis. <laughs> All right. I I don't care if you wear a shirt. Yeah, but they're short shirts. They're short, short khakis, though. That's the only problem. Well, that's that's okay. All right, I'm going to have to do it a day that my wife's working. <laughs> yeah. It's getting weird over here. Yeah. yeah. They're not mine. <laughs> the wild turkey is going, buddy. Right, yeah. it's, it's the old granddad talking now. I'm about to start gobbling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Ooh. That's a that good one. Yeah. Well, guys, uh... Before it gets too weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. Derail this podcast. I don't have anything else. Uh, Fuzzy, just uh, let everyone know uh, where they can find your music and how to find you on social media. And Butch and Fuzzy, thank y'all again so much for taking the time to sit down with me over the phone lines. No problem. Thank you for the time. Yeah, man. So plug Thanks, it. Alan. Plug away, and, Fuzzy. Uh, plug away. Yeah. So, um, you can check out our new single, Let's Go For A Ride. Um, it's going to be available, at, or it's available anywhere on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, anywhere where digital music is, you can uh, check it out there. Um, definitely check out fuzzyandtherustbelts.com. You can link into all our social media there. And, um, you know, obviously, Fuzzy and the Rust Belts on Facebook, uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter and uh, YouTube. So check us out over there. Um, again, Alan, thanks for having us on here. And, uh, such a great show. We really appreciate you. Yeah, man. Thank y'all. Yeah, dude. News and notes. That's going to do it for us here at Porch Talk. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you haven't done so already, I'd ask that you would rate and review the show. Without further ado, here is Fuzzy and the Rust Belt's latest single, Let's Go For A Ride. I heard that you lost and you're feeling low Troubled times like these are not too sure Silly things like speaking or laughing out loud 
MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.